0: Hello and welcome to another edition of St. Pete's on Repeat, the online sermon archive of St. Peter Lutheran Church in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. This sermon was preached on December 10th, 2023, for the second Sunday in the season of Advent, and is based on the second reading for that day from 2 Peter, chapter 3, verses 8-14, through 14, where Peter writes, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. This is the word of our Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, soon is a relative term. If you tell an almost three-year-old that we'll be there soon, when he asks, are we there yet? You can be sure that he'll ask the exact same question again within the next 30 seconds. If Canada Post tells you that you can expect your Christmas package to be delivered soon, you probably shouldn't expect it until sometime next week. If the Department of Transportation tells you that construction on the stretch of road you take to work every day will be done soon, set a reminder on your calendar for five years from now and see if they're not still working on it. Soon is a relative term. But if we're being fair... I think we often forget how gargantuan an effort it is to pave a road or build some hypothetical bridge, I don't know, maybe on the southwest corner of the Anthony Henday over the North Saskatchewan River just before you get to Terwilliger. It takes literal tons of materials and tools and heavy machinery and expertise and engineering and manpower, not to mention the financial resources to pull it all off five years might actually be soon for a big construction project like that. On the other hand, for that three-year-old, the day it takes for you to travel over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house for Christmas represents about point zero 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 nine percent of his entire life. Now, that may not seem like much to you, but that same percentage for that three-year-old's 36-year-old dad would come to almost two weeks of his life. That's almost a whole month for his 74-year-old granddad. Proportionately speaking, that one day is not soon at all. It's a long time. Soon is a relative term. It depends on who you are and what you're talking about. If what you're trying to accomplish requires great effort, we can usually find it in us to be patient. If you're short on time, however, patience can be harder to come by. Peter talked about patience in our second reading for today. Both our patience with God and God's patience with us. And maybe not surprising at all, what Peter found was that God is much more willing to be patient with us than we often are with him. In fact, Peter would suggest that patience is even God's passion. We'll get to that in a second, but but first I want you to understand why Peter writes what he does. A few minutes ago, you heard Rob read these words, With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. What we didn't read is what prompted this passage. Earlier in the same chapter, Peter writes, In the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Peter is addressing the fear that because Jesus has not come back yet, as he promised he would, That must mean that Jesus is a promise-breaker and that our faith has been founded in a fairy tale that should be believed no more than Santa Claus, Jack Frost, or Buddy the Elf. Jesus promised Peter that he would come back soon. It's been 2,000 years. I mean, I know that soon is a relative concept, but is there any circumstance in which 2,000 years can be considered soon? At what point should our Christian patience in God run dry? What if it has already? I mean, think about that. Do you wake up every morning thinking that this might be the day that Christ comes back? What would that even look like? Would you make your bed? Would you dress up, get a haircut, shave? If Jesus were coming today, and this is your last day on earth before an eternity in heaven. How would you feel while you're eating breakfast in the morning? I honestly don't know what I'd do. But I do know some things that I wouldn't do if I knew that this was my last day on earth. I wouldn't get frustrated that my son woke me up an hour earlier than I wanted. If I knew that Jesus were coming back today, I I wouldn't feel panicked at breakfast thinking about all the work that's been piling up on my desk. I wouldn't stress out over retirement plans, RESPs, TFSAs. I wouldn't get upset about whatever petty thing my neighbor or family member or co-worker did to me. I wouldn't let my depression or anxiety spin me into a cycle of sinful coping mechanisms. I wouldn't go the whole day without thinking about or praying to God. He'd be about the only thing I could think about. Or maybe you could think about it this way. When you hear Peter say, the day of the Lord will come like a thief, the heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare, does that make you happy or sad? Does that make you feel hopeful or fearful? Are there things in this life that you're not ready to let go of yet? If your sports team is currently on a heater, would you rather that Jesus not come back until after the championship so that you could enjoy going out on top? Are you looking forward to Christmas so much that you would rather that Jesus wait until all your presents are opened and your family goes home before he destroys the world? If Jesus came today, would you be disappointed that you didn't get to see your children grow up, or your career blossom, or get your chance to ask that special someone out on a date? You know, maybe we're not as ready for Jesus to return as we thought. Maybe our patience for God to keep His promises is or has already dried up. But that's why I'm thankful that God's patience is his passion listen to what peter said at the beginning of this passage again the lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness instead he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance It's been 2,000 years since Jesus promised to come back. Is there any circumstance in which 2,000 years can be considered soon? Yes. Remember what we said before. If what you're trying to accomplish is worth it, then it doesn't matter how long it takes. What is God trying to accomplish? Your repentance and therefore also your salvation. God doesn't want anyone to perish. Put yourself in God's shoes. If he had pulled the plug on this world at any point in the last 2,000 years, how many people would have perished? If God had initiated the self-destruct sequence on this planet at any point within the last two millennia, how many believers, and therefore also future residents of heaven, would never have been born? Or let me ask the question this way, what if the only reason that this world is still spinning, that Jesus hasn't come back yet, is because he wanted you to come to repentance, to be to believe and be saved? Or for you to bring the good news of salvation to someone you haven't spoken to yet, but who, because of you, will believe in him? What if the only reason that we're all still here is that God is patient with you. How would that make you feel? Well, there's so many different ways. Honored. Humbled. Loved. Empowered. You know, We talk a lot about the cross of Christ, and we should. That's where God demonstrated his incredible love for us. God sacrificed his sinless son on that cross for sinners like us. Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to give his life for people who are often too wrapped up in their own lives to love him. God loved you so much that he saved you from your sin and gave you real reason to look forward to the end, not to be afraid, not to regret or resent the missed opportunities or unfulfilled dreams, but to eagerly anticipate the day that this world and everything in it will be gone to eagerly anticipate that day when we will be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him in a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We talk a lot about the cross of Christ, and we should. But there is just as much of God's love on display in the patience he's demonstrated these last 2,000 years. God is patient with you. He does not want you to perish he wants you to repent and be saved he wants you to look forward to the day of god with eagerness in your heart and that's only possible by faith in him without the forgiveness that jesus won for us the day of the lord would be a terrifying and dreadful pro- prospect but because he's taken away your sin you can live every day as if it will be your last. So I'll ask it again. What would it look like for you to wake up every morning thinking that this might be the day that Christ comes back? Would you make your bed? Would you dress up, get a haircut, shave? I don't know that those really matter. Would you repent? Would you apologize for the sinful way you've spent your days and the selfish ambitions you've sometimes allowed to exceed your eagerness to be reunited with your Savior? Would you strive to spend the rest of that day living a holy and godly life? I, I pray you do. But when you inevitably fail, and at the end of the day take stock of your standing with your God, don't put your hope or confidence in how hard you tried. Put your hope and confidence in the Christ who's coming back. He's the same one who came 2,000 years ago to take away your sin. He's coming again to take you home to heaven where you won't have to deal with frustrations and fears from the outside or guilt and shame on the inside. He's coming again to take you to heaven where you will live in his righteousness and be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him because of him. 2,000 years may not seem very soon to you. But I'm eternally grateful that God has waited this long so that you and I could know his love. So that you and I could repent and be saved. And so that you and I could learn to change our prayers from, wait, Lord, I have so much left I want to do, to come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen.